Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash The Barn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash The Barn. My people, what's up? We're back on the Third Eye Review. I know it's been a long time for a couple episodes, but just been kind of in a hiatus trying to just scrap what I want for the new Third Eye coming on the second season in the new year. Starting in December, January will be my second year with the Third Eye Review as I started at the end of at the, December 31st last year after Christmas. So this is a, a, a big segment for me. I just kind of been trying to make sure uh, I can keep the good reviews coming from you guys, making sure I'm staying active in the movies and stuff as I have been. And uh, just kind of wrapping up what I've watched this year. I just dropped a post on my monthly averages and picked my favorite watches from the month out of 246 movies. So you can go check that out on my Instagram at third eye review. And um, yeah, just kind of go check my letterbox under there. If you can, if you want to check more of my, more of my reviews and stuff that, you know, of movies I score, I feel like I got a good range with different scores of what the average national score is. So, you know, some movies are good, some are not, and some make me feel different. So they might have a higher score than what it is. And that's what you call hidden gems. And everyone gets different things out of movies. So uh, I just like to review those and give you good things that I think is fire over here at the third hour review. Because if it's hot, it's probably been watched, baby. And let's crack into it. Today, we're just going to do a, a quick review over the the boy and the heron because I went and seen that last night and it was just super magical. So I just wanted to break down the kind of uh, what I got out of it and what you should do before going to see Hayao Miyazaki's epic magical tale of, of storytelling. Um, the boy and the heron was one that I was looking forward to uh, probably for a month or two now as it really hasn't had too much... Uh, marketing in the promotion stage like you haven't seen a lot of commercials you haven't seen a lot of posters and stuff around the world because that's the way that kind of studio ghibli goes about like not giving too much about the movie and that's kind of how i went into the the boy and the heron not blind but blind into what the movie was really going to be about i did my homework on Miyazaki before going into the boy and the heron of course watching spirited away princess mononoke um the wind rises and what else did I watch? How's moving castle. So I feel like his four biggest pieces, but I obviously need to watch the rest of them. Like Kiki's delivery circuit service, uh, Porco Roscoe. That looks good. The ones that kind of got that older art to it. That was actually blending in around the peak of the boy and the heron. So yeah, the boy and the heron is definitely, uh, if you watch the trailer, it's definitely a movie, a different movie display than what's in the trailer it's definitely one of the better trailers because the movie displays is a whole different story than what's displayed in the trailer like you got to go to the theaters and see this two hours and 24 minutes of a movie to really get what's unfolding the whole time um 
but the young boy the young boy he is he's just going through a a stage of trying to get over his mother's death so that is a a big a big spot in his heart that he really can't get over and you know he really just didn't understand you know because it was a fire burning and they moved in the post-war and world war ii actually is going on in korea so they move and they move in um his dad's already with the new girl and all that stuff so so uh mahito he is he's just questioning a lot like where's his mother like he wants to see her he needs he needs uh closure within himself but we all know like within life and death and all that through family and stuff like it's just a matter of letting go to really get through uh processing the loss of someone so that's what Mahito's going through he just needs to process he just needs that closure within him and his mother because he didn't get to see her in the burning fire to really to bring the closure that she's dead you know so his father's moving along different and like happy and Mahito you can see that when they move to this village, he's just kind of trying to figure that out. Like, you know, why is things so different? You know, why his dad already moved on to a new relationship and things when mothers died and like Mahito can't move on past that. So, um, I would say that Mahito is my, uh, my Zaki, if I had to say, and the storytelling just from the opening, opening scene with the, the hospital fire is just, it just takes off running through his, his storytelling. And, um, you just really get it. And the Heron, the heron is cool because I would say that the heron and watching the movie, like after watching it, and I had to get a rewatch to get a clear view, but of what I got out of it, I would say that the heron is like someone obviously that is that Mahito looks up to. Maybe his father, like in a form that is scared to talk to Mahito in a way to tell him such truth that's happened within the family and how to lay the path and designing and getting this culture of the, you know, of the art world that Miyazaki's designed and doing it right. Like leaving the way that the family tradition way, like that's the way not running and creating these new waves and stuff and the new waves of imagery and stuff, because that's not what Miyazaki created. Like, I feel like if anything in this, in this picture, he was, the heron was the father and he was trying to show the, the young boy, the greatness of being great and what it takes, you know, and, and not being scared and getting uncomfortable to get comfortable in the long journey of like letting things go and grieving and, and, and life's just full of journeys, you know, and, and knowing you're the special one, you're going to go through some rough things to, to, to really see, see through the top, you know, and Mahito has to go through that, you know, he has to go through the, the closure of his mother, you know, really, uh, finding out the story of Nasco and like what happened to him and what his father did and all that. And, uh, it's, it's cool. And he gets it. He grows, he grows through his journey. He learns more about his family and grows closer to his angels and stuff as his grandmother and stuff. That's really cool. So, uh, the boy in the hair is just a really great creation that you need to get to the theaters and see. And I just definitely think you should put your eyes on at least four pieces of Miyazaki's words between the ranges of like, difference of like four to five years of works to really see the range that he was bringing each time of each time he was sitting down and bringing a picture and princess Mononoke would probably be my favorite if you're like a cinema watcher it i would say that it reflects they reminded me the first watcher reminded me of like the avatar world the creation and stuff like if james cameron got any inspiration it was from that movie so Miyazaki's definitely powerful in that way because avatar is a, a cinema peak that we all love but to love that you know that some inspiration had to come to create that and it definitely was within princess mononoke and Miyazaki's work so Miyazaki, he's just like in this story i got like 
like I said, he was just trying to show the journey of what it takes to be a young boy, to grow into an old heron and just live a great life. You might go through some things and we all go through some things and some shit to, that we might like, that isn't right, but you know, that's just life. And, um, the journey isn't, isn't a straight shot. You know, it's a, it's a long journey and curvy and, and windy. And, uh, you know, if you just focus on yourself and what's best, like things will get through, but you got to do it the right way. And, and family is everything, you know, family's your closest friend and, and processes and angels to get through this world. You know, you got to talk to family and get them close. And when feeling uncomfortable, you know, you can't run away from your problems and you got to deal with them things. And, uh, and that's what the boy in the heron was going through. He just, he was trying to figure out life, you know, he had the cap to it, but he just needed to go through it. Like he just needed to go figure out that it wasn't a trap. It was just the foundation that was laid between him to make him into the great creator that he is today. And I'm just very thankful for the great picture that was brought in between the boy and the heron and doing the homework this week to really see that was what was going to bring, be brought to the screen and just appreciate that shit because that shit is beautiful. I love across the spider verse so, so, so much, but, and you know the art scale on each frame in that movie is just off the wire, but man, this this film just is is totally different. It's just it's on a whole different scale, and uh, the blending colors and the music is just so euphoric. And there's just a lot of imagery to where like the imagery and visuals do storytelling without even having dialogue sometimes. So that's just the beauty of cinema. And Miyazaki knew what he was doing. He, he told everyone, like, hey, if you don't think I can do this movie stuff and I wasn't doing this animation stuff before, like, Spider-Verse and all this stuff came that you guys are sitting down and seeing and calling great, you better go dust off the bookshelves because Miyazaki's got some work and uh, The Boy and the Heron, if it's his last, it's, it's a, definitely a great banger to go out on. I was not upset about it. And if uh, if you like movies like I like movies, get into that mode and go to the movies. I was on that mode and, woo, buddy, it was it was the time of my life. I was there for it all and... uh. I used to not want the movie to end at all. But yeah, that was The Boy and the Heron. And uh, I'll definitely be going to see it again. I think I'm going to go see it at 12.15 tomorrow because I cannot stop thinking about it. So if that is your sign to go see this movie, make sure you go see this movie. And uh, shout out to the Alamo Draft House for always having a great time and great packed house on opening nights at the big show. It's just uh, the best reclining seats, the best snacks. I can't get enough of it. So make sure you go get get your tickets and check out the Alamo Draft House if you're down in St. Louis sometime. And uh, if you if you live there and you like movies, become a Flash Pass uh, season pass member. I'm that, and I pay my 19.99 a month and just pay a convenience fee. My seat saves, and the convenience fee is only like two dollars a month. So nineteen dollars a month, based on like eighteen dollars a ticket, you do the math. I think the the Flash Pass is the best way to go, and uh, it's awesome, man. I just feel like the Alamo is my second home, and it is. So make sure you go see the Boy and the Heron because they dropped this weekend, and it is banging, and it's fire, it is hot. Five, five, definitely top three movies of this year. So I can't wait, and I hope you guys go see it, and I can't wait to see what you guys score it, and I can't wait to see it again tomorrow. This is Third Eye Review, baby, and we're out. If it's hot, it's been watched. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. 
If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash The Barn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash The Barn.